Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for.
Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Twi'leks, Mandalorians, clones, both Gregs and Bad Batch alike, Jedi, Sith, and yes, all you Transocians as well, because this this podcast is inclusive. Welcome to another edition of the New Force Order for Life. We're Star Wars podcast. And if you have not realized that by now, Doc, tell these scruffy nerf herders what the, what the gimmick is. There's no hope for you, and you can't build rebellions. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. That's right, Sunshine. No hope equals no rebellions because... Rebellions are built on hope. I am one third of your host, pro wrestler, multi time champion in a galaxy far, far away, current heavyweight champion, three different promotions at the same time. Star Wars aficionado, your boy, the Greek god, Papa Don, aka GGP. Bow to the Greek, Greek god. And alongside next to me, is the Sith ghost in the room. Not Casper, the friendly ghost, but our friend from Exegol, all the way from the Sith Witness Protection Program. Hit him with a hey, yo, and let them know who the hell you are. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Revan Kiss, the Butcher, your boy, Dark Spirit on. That was great, Spirit. It's been great. And last, it's been great. And last, but not least, because he's number one in all of you uh, scruffy nerf herders' dark heart, it is the medical droid with the kung fu grip. He is the doctor of Thundernomics. He gets off on stealing your girl, but then he gets off on your girl. When he steals your thunder, introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 21B, more technical than FX7, the god of stealing thunder. And the guy who's really upset with George Lucas because he missed a fantastic joke at the end of Return of the Jedi. If Force Ghost Obi-Wan Kenobi would have turned to Force Ghost Anakin and said, Hey, that smell sounds vaguely familiar. Smells vaguely familiar. Burning Skywalker is a smell I haven't smelt. In a long time. Talk to Destroyo. Alex Arroyo. That was a long setup for that joke. But, uh, Survey says. It was better as a meme. It was better as a meme. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Another week is here. Another new, A lot of news to go over tonight. And we're going to do this in record time. So let's get this show started off on the right foot. We like to start off the show with a segment that we call. Marky Mark and his funky tweets. It's full of good sensations and sweet expectations. Right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? Great 
Oh, that's right. Vibrations. You know a thing about it, vibrations. Um, <laughs> we know Spiro knows a couple things about vibrations. Anyway, uh, what we do is we emphasize Mark Hamill, the wordsmith, the man who captures everyone's heart in 140 characters or less on Twitter. So it's at Hamill himself. Tell him the NFO podcast sent you. Go toss him and follow. Tell him at NFO underscore podcast sent you. And uh, let's go down this rabbit hole. His first tweet. An individual decided to tweet out. And this guy's name is at underscore Blue Jedi. And he goes, if you can own one hashtag Star Wars prop, what would it be? Question mark. And then they show an old picture of Lucas surrounded by all the models and stuff from the original trilogy. Even the backdrop painted with the Death Star on the curtain. The home line yards. You know this famous picture, right, Doc? Mm-hmm. And then Mark Hamill decides to chime in with the clever, witty response. Uh, and his response was, George's wallet. And in parentheses, <laughs> said it before, but it bears repeating. Now, all I have to say to Mr. Hamill is, well played. Because he is not wrong. Mm-mm. That's what I would want. Especially now. Oh, yeah. He has all that Disney Scott all. So, another tweet real quick. From uh, at Butin Gibbeton. B-U-I-T-N-G-E-B-I-E-D-E-N. Arimber. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I guess this guy is German. Um, he had a video showing a dad and his son, little baby son, maybe a toddler, a couple months old. And the dad showing his son that he has Jedi's powers. The, the kid's in this high chair eating dinner. And the dad's pulling him into him, close to him, with his legs, where his kid can't see because it's underneath him. It's and a gimmick. Pushed, it's a gimmick. And then he's pushing him away using his hands like he's doing force pushes and he's bringing him in and pushing him away and bringing him in and pushing him away. And the kid's laughing, belly laughing the whole entire time. Very cute video. Um, you know, Hamill, Mark Hamill himself responds, uh, this is the way to raise a child. Love the dad pretending to have Jedi powers and his child's unbridled joy. Parentheses. Have to confess, I still occasionally wave my arm at the supermarket automatic doors to open them to reassure myself I have the force in real life. Hashtag delusional, but underscore fun. I do that all the time, by the way. Oh, hell yes. If you are a Star Wars fan, I do not want to hear that you do not walk into the automatic sliding doors at Walgreens, CVS, any supermarket. And you don't wave your hand so those doors can open. I do it with my kids all the time. All 37 of them. So I wish I had the powers like that meme where you show uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi go with the hand gesture and the girl's dress comes flying off. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, speaking about dresses. I, I have that power. Do you really? Of course I do. It's the, the, the two letters after my name. is what, what makes that happen? What's that? MD? The M to the Dizzle, baby. That's right, for shizzle my nizzle. Listen, um, speaking about women, a picture came out recently of Taika Watiti partying with two of the actresses and getting a little uh, touchy-feely with them, and he caught a little slack. Yeah. But the reason why I pick up, 
uh, where I bring up Mr. Taiko Atiti is because he was playing with titties. No, um, is because Doc, did you know that this guy was going to do a Star Wars movie? Uh, supposedly, right? So it was brought on to the masses via Kathleen Kennedy at the Investor Day for for Disney that Taika was going to direct an upcoming Disney, uh, upcoming Star Wars film. Now, during an interview, a recent interview, with the Sydney Morning Herald, Oi, throw another shrimp on the ball, bay. Hey, uh, Doc. Hey, you're the Burning Man, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc. I want to see you at the Burning Man, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not a knife. Now, that's a knife. Um, director Taika Watiti said he doesn't know if his Star Wars project will be next for him once he expects to finish the work on Thor, Love and Thunder in February of next year. Watiti admitted that after Love and Thunder, he had several other TV and film projects he will be working on. So a lot of people are up in arms about this, Doc. They're all upset, thinking that Taika does not want to work for Star Wars, and he doesn't want to do it. Other people are like, nah, man, he's just busy. The guy's hot. He's El Fuego, La Flama Blanca. What do you Flama Blanca, I, I get it. Um, but um, unless someone's paying me a lot of Scott Oll to do other things, uh, Star Wars is going to be number one on my list. Uh, and that's not just because I do a Star Wars podcast. It's interesting. I think that he, he, he'd be great to do it. And we talked about this before. Um, you know, clearly his allegiances, my allegiances to the Republic are to uh, Marvel. Um, but that's the same house that owns... Uh, Star Wars. So it's kind of odd that he's, you know, avoiding this and doing other stupid shit ahead of time, ahead of this, because that that would be my number one project to work on. But do you think he's trolling people? I think he's trolling people. And a lot of people like to troll people. Uh, speaking about trolling people, do you know who uh, has a certain set of skills? Oh, uh, uh, that would be the guy from the Taken movies. What's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson. That's right. Who do you play in Star Wars? Dark Man. No, Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Uh, oh, uh, no, Qui Gon Jinn. That's right. Now, Leeson, re, 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 uh, Leeson, Liam Neeson recently was on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Neeson had news that would only disappoint Star Wars fans. He said, I heard Ewan McGregor was going to do a series. Um, and then Kimmel was asking him, are you going to be on? And he goes, no, I don't think so. I haven't been approached. Neeson went on to joke about well, the Walt Disney Company not being able to afford him. Uh, so, lo and behold, suddenly, I felt a great disturbance in the force, like a million voices crying out in pain because Liam Neeson was not allegedly going to be in Kenobi. What do you think? Uh, so I watched this whole 12 minute clip and uh, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, they talked about him going back to Star Wars and he says that he wasn't approached. Um, what was in his, I don't know. It was he acting acting because he's a fantastic actor. It's possible. Um, either way, I don't think we're going to find out until we you know get the last episode of the Kenobi in the bag and then we'll go from there. But uh, one thing was actually funny that they did. Jimmy Kimmel went through a whole retrospective with him and said, I'm going to mention ways to kill people. And we're going to see if you remember if you've done any of these in the movies. So it's either yes, you did it or no, you never did it. And he went through a whole litany of things of how to murder somebody that Liam Neeson had did. He was like 50-50 on them because uh, he doesn't remember the movies that he was in. 
Well, when you're a superstar like Liam Neeson and you're Irish, I'm pretty sure you're putting down a lot of Jameson after a couple of shoots and you're partying like uh, it's 1999. And from what I hear, the guy's hung like a horse. Hey, now. So, uh, having a good authority to, to know that he's hung like a horse? Oh, well, according to Kevin Smith and Hollywood Babylon with, uh, with Ralph Garman, they have a segment uh, about, his, uh, about his, uh, his manhood. And they joke about it. So unless it wasn't true, I guess you don't let the truth get in the way of a good segment, you know? But let's talk about Kenobi real quick. Pictures leaked, Doc. Have you saw the pictures from the from um, Kenobi? I did. So we got a, a big leak of photos this week from the Kenobi set, which is mostly looking like uh, everybody looks like Missy Elliott from that uh, Get Your Freak On <laughs> video where they're wearing all those uh, those trash bags. So they're, they're wearing masks and wearing trash bags to cover their costumes because you know, clearly, as you know, you, you got the the paparazzi who are sitting around taking photos. So they, they don't want to spoil them, you know, spoil the sausage. So they're all weir- wearing uh, trash bags. But you could see through some of the you know, the bottom portions or the middle portions. And it seems that um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he, he, he's kind of got this middle ground hairstyle, which uh, is not quite his long hair, but, you know, not quite his short hair. Uh, so they're going for a different look in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And supposedly his costume is different because he had said that previously. But we also get to see the woman from Game of Thrones. Uh, Indira Varma. Indira Varma, there you go, who seems to be in an imperial uh, officer's outfit. Is that a you know is that a um, a gimmick that she's doing because she's uh, undercover and she's actually somebody else? I don't know, but but clearly she does not look like she's going to be Asajj Ventrice, um, like which was disappointing, very disappointing, like a few of us had kind of hoped and anticipated. And you know what? Even though there were just leaked photos of people walking on set with their robes on, it was interesting and exciting to see it going down because it just gives us that much closer getting the final product so i'm yeah, just happy maybe. oh yeah no it gives us a little nugget of like you know hey this is actually happening you know that was spiro's nickname in high school little nugget a- right? a- actually happening oh no no, no little, little nugget, nugget. <laughs> little nugget but speaking about um little nuggets you know, a lot of tidbits have dropped in your area of expertise hey, the land tidbits. of toys hasbro reveals a new wave of star wars black series archive figures Yep. Did you this see week, this? This week they uh, they had a you know little um, I think it was Friday or Thursday one of those days I don't know which one it was they did a bunch of drops and they went through a significant amount of new figures that they're putting out. Drop um, exactly Beastie Boys. Um, they uh, of of note the most um, I think significant things that they announced on that was some of the Mandalorian stuff like uh, Migs Mayfield in his um, hover hover tank outfit when he was undercover. Um, they are doing a Boba, uh, Fennec Shan. The Boba is going to be the, the, the nomad Boba Fett, which of course they're going to, we know we're going to get that one. And I'm sure we're going to get the matte armor and the painted armor and all that shit as well. Um, so a lot of stuff coming out of Hasbro upcoming. Uh, the pre-orders have not hit for those yet. Okay, I think well, the order. Of let's run down the list. Week. I have the run, list run right in down. front of Go me. For it. Number one, they're dropping from the archive figures, Kenobi from episode three. Yeah. Which five or first. 501st Clone Trooper Leia from Episode Four, yep. and some jabroni I never heard of before named Revan. So, um, just just for as a heads up, the archive series are ones that they've released in the past before that they're re-releasing with the updated facial technology that they've been using. 
Then they're like you said, they're releasing the new Black Series figures. They're doing a Rogue One, Jedi Patrol, Stormtrooper, Viv Fortuna from Return of the Jedi, Migs Mayfield in the Tank Trooper disguise, like you said, Fennec Shen, like you said, Nomad, Baba Baba Fett. And that Nomad is the one we saw at the end of the first episode, which is him in the Tuscan Raider. Yep. And then Cobb Vanth. Now, is it Cobb Vanth in Boba's armor or is it Cobb Vanth with the nice hair without the helmet on? Who knows? Um, it probably also- will be a, I'm, I'm hoping, a two-headed pack where you could pop off the Boba head and put on the Cobb Vanth head. Because better than one head? Two. Um, because when you have the helmets that you can actually slide over the faces, they look abnormally bulky. Gotcha. And especially, you don't want to fuck up that head of hair. No, definitely not. They also revealed that the Star Wars Vintage Collection fan vote winner with the Republic Trooper uh, is coming out. Uh, this is from the War Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Um, Funny thing about re- that, they had four different figures that were up to get re-released, and one of them was the Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. Now, let me tell you about that Ahsoka figure. It's worth about 500 bucks on what? the card. On the card, it's worth about 500 bucks. Super like hot and limited and it goes for a ton of money so the fans smartly enough like the guys who have these to invest probably voted seven thousand times for the republic trooper so they wouldn't re-release the fucking ahsoka to to devalue the ones that they all have nice well they're also coming out with another black series figure uh from the knights of the old republic spiro's land of expertise zalbar who's a wookie um he I guess helps some guy named Revan on his journey. He comes uh, comes out with uh, his sword and a bowcaster weapon. You know, uh, are you familiar with this character? Because uh, not necessarily, but uh, super easy to do because all he did was use the Chewbacca mold and put some fucking harnesses on him. Just went live on GameStop this week, twenty four ninety nine. I pre ordered already. Twenty four ninety nine. Unfortunately, gotcha. We kind of touched based on Mando last month, but now Collider dropped an article saying that. Season three for Mandalorian will begin filming at the end of the year or very early in 2022, which means that the season will not be premiering on Disney Plus until late 2022. Any uh, inclinations or feelings about this, Doc? Well, you know, they're sitting in the in the volume right now dealing with Kenobi and finishing the, the, the Boba Fett stuff. So clearly they need to free up some space to get people inside there. I'm just glad that they announced that it's going to happen and your dreams are not going to come true of us not having a third Mando season. Trust me, that's one dream I wish I do not get true. And it's not a uh, it's not a dream. But Disney did change something. Because of the, the success of the Loki series, moving forward, all Disney episodes of their original series will be dropping on Wednesdays and not Fridays. What do you think about that? I'm not so sure anybody cares what days it fucking drops because that's not like I'm sitting there on Wednesday watching it when it comes out initially. It may be Thursday, it may be Friday. Who knows? I watched Loki today. It was a very kind of drab episode till the very end. Um, but uh, you didn't like it? I loved it. Uh, I fell asleep halfway through. I got to watch it again. Um, I don't. Uh, does anybody care if it's Wednesdays or Fridays? I'm not so sure if we do. I just think people are more inclined. They're using the viewership numbers that Loki's getting, but I don't know if it's Tom Hiddleston being the draw. Or is it just because it's on a Wednesday night, not a Friday? Yep. You know, I don't all know. Chicks, all the chicks love Loki. Oh yeah, well he's a good actor, and he's not bad on the eyes. Um, remember this thing called Star Wars Visions that we heard nothing about? Yes, it's supposed to be an original content anime series from yep. for Disney Plus. Well, on July third, twenty twenty one, that is at three p.m. Pacific Standard Time, aka six p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time. They're going to be a sneak preview, 30-minute sneak preview at Anime Expo Light. What do you think, Doc? So this is the series that they're doing like an anthology thing about Star Wars things, and they're going through different periods. They really haven't given us much about it, but uh, it sounds like a cool concept. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing standalone episodes of some characters to go back and do things, flesh out old people, bringing new people into the fray. Uh, and I'm excited. And what's better than Star Wars? More fucking Star Wars. Indeed. Uh, speaking of more Star Wars, I'm rewatching Rebels with my son the second time, and I'm loving it. This is like the third time I'm going around watching the series, and it just keeps getting better with each viewing. I'm picking up something newer each and every time. But these Rebel characters are really easy to get emotionally attached with. And the reason why I bring that up is because there was an article um, on Screen Rant saying how each Star Wars Rebel character can debut in live action. So they broke down the list of characters and they said where they think these characters can pop up. So I'm going to read them out to you, Doc, unless you want to read them out to me because I have the list in front of me. You tell me yay or nay. Got it. Ezra Bridger may show up in either Ahsoka or Mando Season 3. Uh, Ahsoka makes perfect sense. Yay. What about Mando season three? Uh, no. Okay. Kanan. Kenobi. Kenobi as a young Kanan character. Uh, would rather not that. I would rather uh, to see him somewhere else, hopefully in the Vision series, where we can kind of see him uh, a little bit older and not the young Kanan Jarrett. Caleb Doom, whatever you want to call him. Okay. Hera Syndulla. She can either show up in Rangers, Kenobi, or Rogue Squadron. Yeah, well, that was uh, you know the initial thought that we had that she was going to take over the Ranger series after Kara got herself booted out of the Disney. Um, she could pop up in any single one of those, depending on the era they're in, and she would be a welcome addition to any of those movies or series. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, either uh, Ahsoka or Mando season three as the as the baddie. This is going to be a no brainer right here. So we're going to see him in the Ahsoka series. Zeb. We see him in Andor, Kenobi, or Rogue Squadron. Again, he'll fit into each any, any one of those, but I, I don't think we're going to see the Zabrak at all. Carabas. Uh, Sabine, Mando 3 or Ahsoka? Mando 3 would be great. Rex, Andor or Kenobi? Um, Kenobi. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah. I think it was a nice little list showing all that stuff. Um, speaking about the Ahsoka series, you know what I realized this week? I spelled Ahsoka wrong this whole entire time. It's A H S O K A, not A S H, like Ash Soka. Yes, you were, yeah. So, anyway. And, and Greeks invented spilling. Spilling or spelling? Spilling. You get the joke? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> all right. Uh, popular Clone Wars character is finally, finally, finally uh, coming to live action TV. Uh, per a new report, Star Wars casting, Star Wars Ahsoka is looking to cast Barris Offy. She is listed as a lead character in her 20 to 30s, and they are looking for it to cast an Asian woman for the role. In Clone Wars, Barris Offy was voiced by Meredith Salinger and played by... Nalini Krishan in Attack of the Clones. Barris Offee is a uh, 
Mary, uh, Mary Allen and was a Jedi Padawan along with Ahsoka Tano during the Clone Wars before graduating Jedi Knight. She trained under Jedi Master Luminara and bonded with Ahsoka during the Second Battle of Geonosis where the two Padawans nearly lost their lives fighting against the Separatists. Some say that this casting isn't for Barris Offrey, but for Sabine. What are your thoughts? I think that would give us an interesting character for Ahsoka to kind of bounce things off and, and kind of be with, you know, similar, similar story arc, similar people, similar age. Um, so I think she would be a welcome addition to the Star Wars universe and a character uh, that we have not seen in a while that would make sense to put into the series. Originally, she was supposed to die, but then Filoni changed his mind because he had plans for the character. Now there's talks that she may show up as one of the separate, oh, not separatists, Inquisitors. Uh, Inquisitors. No? And that, uh, Josh. That would be pretty dope. Josh, our friend of the show from Den of Nerds, did a nice video today. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but there's a there's a rumor going around in Rumor Town saying that there's going to be an Inquisitor live action series and that they're going to show up in Kenobi as well. And that's going to be the starting point. It's going to lead into their own series on Disney Plus where they're going to be showing them hunting down Jedi during uh, after Order 66. And Vader will be in both series, both played by Hayden Christensen. That would be awesome. I would love to see the light and the dark you know, uh, shine on that one. Definitely. It would definitely be something from a new perspective, in my opinion. Uh, but speaking, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. A um, couple people that you and I know are going to make a comeback. They're coming back to Andor. Yeah, I was, pre I was pretty pumped about this. So we, we got... Pump, pump the jam. Pump it up. Now pump it. Sorry. We got, we got some, you know, some, some rumor mill kicking around that uh, two really... I would say uh, scene-stealing actors who were on the, the Rogue One film will, will be coming back. One being Mr. Bogore himself, Saw Gerrera, uh, as, as, as played by Forrest. Uh, I'm, look, over, look over here, buddy. Forrest, look <laughs> over here, buddy. Whitaker. Um, and uh, the Mendelssohn dude who played uh, Director Krennic is also rumored to be back. Now, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, Krennic really can't interact with Andor because you know they didn't know each other. It seemed like they didn't know each other when they saw each other at the uh, at the end of the of Rogue One. So yeah, but they'll find a way to make it work. I'm pretty psyched about this Andor series. It's shaping up very nicely, uh, being showrun by Tim Gilroy, and Tim Gilroy is the one who cleaned up Rogue One and made it the masterpiece that it is in the third act. So I'm pretty confident that this is going to be a great series. Um, but I have a feeling, you know, also when we're talking about this Obi-Wan Kenobi series, having Vader in it and having the, um, Inquisitors, originally the Obi-Wan series was supposed to be its own thing, but now it looks like it's, there's connective tissues. If the rumors are true with the Inquisitors by Dave and, uh, and John putting their hands into it. And now there's also rumors that there's going to be connective tissues of Ahsoka and Kenobi being in Andor as well. So everything is connecting nicely. Or like the Emperor said, everything is going as I have foreseen. Yeah. Um, 
do I want that much crossover between the series? I don't know. I kind of do, but I kind of don't because then it kind of waters things down for me. Really? Yeah, I, I feel it does. You think it minimizes the universe? I think it does. I think it does it from a standpoint, but I also want, you know, the shine to be on the person who's, whose name is on the, on the marquee. You know what I'm saying? I guess. But the connected tissue doesn't necessarily need, means that it has to be every episode. Yeah, it could be one episode out of the series. It could be a two-minute clip. I don't know. I mean, look, whatever they do, in Filoni and Fevereau, I trust. So I'm thinking we're in good shape. Yeah, no, I'm down. Uh, speaking about down, but not out. Samuel L. Jackson shares a Mace Ain't Done tease with a Windu return. Do you see this? I did see this one. He, I want to buy this t-shirt. To be the t-shirt's pretty fucking funny. It says uh, something about Django's brains. Uh, Check out the big brains on Django. Yeah, which was a uh, um, a callback to his one of his lines when he was um, Julius in, Pul- in, in, yeah, in Pulp Fiction, right? Yep. But the thing is, the tweet, it was a picture of him wearing that shirt. Uh, hashtag Mace ain't done. Now, uh, people are up in arms saying, yo, he's coming back. He's coming back. I'm pretty sure we'll see him in um, in Book of Boba. What do you think? think so in Book of Boba, okay, so so he could pop up in two different sections, right? Because he could theoretically pop up in, in Kenobi as well, too. So, um, which would also be extremely interesting. Uh, I'm okay with him being in either because um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of story to tell between the between those series there. So, and we've been talking about this for a for years now how they can incorporate him back into this and how they could do everything. So please let's get some mace back in this, in this place. Definitely. But do you bring him back to kill him off right away or what? No, bring him back, you know, have him have the whole arc and you know, have him be there. Um, then maybe if it makes sense to kill him off at the end, you kill him off. But it's only, it's only if he's the bad guy. I wonder where you heard that before. It's mm. a good story. Someone, someone fed- probably, it's a fantastic story. Uh, speaking about fantastic stories, the book of Boba Fett will reveal where Boba Fett has been since the original trilogy. When Robin, so, or, well, go ahead. So we're gonna get flat. We're gonna get the story, which is what we've wanted, right? We talked about this from the beginning. You know, we speculated as to what the book of Boba is gonna be. Um, and I had said I really want to see what had happened. I really want to see where he was at and what brought him to where you know to where he's at now. And I think that's that's where the money is lying right now. And I think that's what they really need to to show us to sell us um, this 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 series, because beloved character been around for years, really don't know much about him. So we need to get what had happened after he fell into that Sarlacc pit. Well, listen, um, Ron Tomatoes asked Tamara Morrison about the the Boba's fighting style. Um, and uh, whether we'll see more hand-to-hand combat. He responded, he made it sound like we're going to be flashing back to when Boba met his demise, but this was his exact quote. He says, well, we can't say too much, but we're going to see his past and where he's been since Empire Strikes Back. You think he meant Return of the Jedi? And he just uh, messed up? Yeah, probably. Or do you think they're going to tie into the, Bobby, uh, the, the bounty hunting war? The War of the Bounty Hunters. Nah, the right I, I, now. I don't think they give a shit about that. I think they're gonna, you know, avoid all that stuff because they have enough meat on the bone for that story to tell right now. So, 
Well, there's also rumors that uh, Robert Rodriguez will be directing a few episodes of the series as well, which yep. all I can say is, fuck yeah, baby, bring yeah. it on. Hells to the, uh, that guy killed it with that episode he did Amanda. So, you know, I know he's running the show for, for Boba, but let's, let's get some episode directorial stuff on there too. Do you think we'll see any IG-88? Nah, probably not. Nah. You know where you can see IG-88? Where? The newest episode, the newest issue of Darth Vader, Darth Vader number 13. No, really? They showed a preview of him fighting Darth Vader because Darth Vader wanted to gain some valuable intel on the whereabouts of Han Solo. And he's uh, duking it out. Mind Wait. blown. Who's mind and who's blown? Exactly. <laughs> what are your uh, thoughts about Vader versus IG? I, I, I think it's cool that they're you know that they're using characters that we know from canon that really haven't got the shine. I, I think they need to do that more often than less because it really led leads to some gravitas to the characters that we have already. Would you say Leia is a character that hasn't really gotten her just desserts? Oh, she has been used, or hasn't been used to her fullest potential. Oh, listen, I don't think I don't think all of them have been used to the fullest potential. That's but that's one of the beauties of Star Wars. Is that they have so much potential, but yes, Leia would fall into that category. So you do know that uh, Star Wars uh, Leia's first Force vision came earlier than what the fans realized, in, than than what they saw in the Rise of Skywalker. She saw me as 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 a handsome Jedi riding in to you know rescue her. <laughs> she said, "Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper?" Yeah. Uh, as revealed in the preview for Star Wars number fourteen. Leia's mind is understandably focused on rescuing Han, just as it has been since uh, the new Star Wars comic series has begun. However, the scene depicted appears to be an abstract look at the future where Han is freed from his prison, his carbonite prison, seemingly supporting Leia's determination to succeed and free the man she loves. Her connection to the Force has already been seen growing in prior issues of the series, in the earlier Star Wars number four, Leia is able to reach through the Force and call out to Luke, just as he called to her in Empire Strikes Back, despite not knowing that um, is what she was doing. So in this episode of 14, she had a vision of Han being, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, coming out of the Carbonite. And it's her first Force vision prior to Rise of Skywalker. That's cool. I mean, we know she's force sensitive. We know she was training in the Jedi arts. This is a perfect vehicle in between this time to show what she's got. And I really have a hard time believing that she choked Jabba the Hutt out without, with just with her bare hands. Well, no, she choked him with the chain. Yeah, but I'm saying she had to use a little bit of, you know, force and force ah, for that. No, no. Anyway, I disagree with you on that wholeheartedly. So if she was washing dishes, then I'd, I'd, I'd figure it out. But come on, she's going to get the slug guy over here? Come on. No, no, no oh, way. It's a, it's a slug, dude. No way. Come on. Stop it. Anyway, I guess. Well, I, so then this is over with you. And speaking of over. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on the show called Who is More Over? Now, I know what you're saying. That doesn't make any sense. That statement is not grammatically correct. You're right. It's not. We're talking in wrestling lingo. Why? Because I'm a pro wrestler. So what does over mean in wrestling terms? It means being popular with the fans. So when you're a good guy wrestler, you're known as a babyface. When you're over as a babyface, people will pay a lot of scarole to come see you fight and kick the crap out of the villain. When you're a villain wrestler or the baddie, you're known as a heel. And when you're over as a heel with the fans, 
people loathe you. They detest you. They want to spit on you. But most importantly, they want to buy a, buy a ticket, spend a lot of scuttle to come see you get your ass kicked. So what do we do on this podcast? We compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, a place, or a thing. And we see what's more over with you, the fans. But most importantly, what's more over with us. So, Doc, what's on the marquee? On the marquee this evening, Papa Don, we have a very special battle. Thought long and hard about this one and pulled two characters that are relatively obscure out of the woodwork and put Boba Fett. You are not a Mandalorian. Never said I was. I didn't know sidekicks were allowed to talk. <laughs> All of that isn't the quite calling the stiffling slimy. You are a disgrace to your armor. This armor belonged to my father. Don't you mean your donor? Enough, both of you. If we had shown half that spine to the Empire, we would have never... I've heard your voice thousands of times. Mine might be the last one you hear. <laughs> Against Din Djarin the Mandalorian. No living thing has seen me without my helmet since I swore the creed. I am not a living thing. This is a Bacta spray. It will heal you in a matter of hours. You have suffered damage to your central processing unit. So, uh, what? <laughs> okay. <Sorry. laughs> I was laughing at my own joke. What did, uh, what did the polls say? The polls. Let's go on the face busy. Okay, here we go. Oh, man, this is interesting. Um, uh, in a very surprising turn of events on Facebook, uh, Boba Fett is over 100% to Zero. Wow. Todd Santiago Berrios. Boba Fett, where? Boba was more over for me. See if I can see if I can email. And a Fofalifa. Holly Garland drops a gif of Boba Fett doing a pew pew from Robot Chicken. Um, let me go to the uh, Insta Grizzle and see. Hopefully, our boy Dinjarin gets the uh, a little bit more of the shine over here. Okay, you ready? Hmm? Here we go. 67 to 33, Boba again, moreover. Boba's over strong all day long. He's over strong. And now, it, so let, 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 let me ask you a question before we, yeah, we, go move ahead. On, we move on to emails. Do you think the results would have been the same if Boba Fett wasn't in season two of The Mandalorian? No. I agree with you. I think it would have been much, much closer. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you my, my pick later, but ladies and gentlemen, you guys can uh, partake in this segment by sending us an email. Newforceorder at yahoo.com. It could be this segment, any other segment we do, or you just want to just talk shop with us about a galaxy far, far away. Email us, newforceorder at yahoo.com. So let's go. First one is from the B-Ass Master, Dusty Mulholland himself. Dust is back. It's called uh, Who's Moreover? Question mark. Both Boba and Din have earned the respect in Star Wars. 
I feel like we are just starting to explore these two characters. You got Din from the cult and Boba from the legendary the, the legendary bounty hunter. I'm going Boba for moreover. He's got history with the original trilogy, and that's always over for me, NFO for life. Then we have Brandon Miller. himself. Hey, NFO. Thank you, Brandon. You did it again. Little N, capital F, little O. I appreciate it. While uh, recency bias might put the Mandalorian over strong, I gotta stay with the original Mystery Man in the Armor, Boba Fett, with arguably the coolest look in the OT trilogy, a badass silent persona, and a toy that choked out a lot of kids from your generation. That's not true. That was the fear of what would have happened. That's why I got discontinued. You can't go wrong with Boba Fett. In fact, without a success, Mandalorians, including the other one on the docket this week, wouldn't even exist to debate against. Go get your fucking shine box, Dinjarin. Be safe, fellas. Brandon. Create email, Brandon. Thank you. Oh, he sent us another one. This is a video game question for Spiro. Hey, fellas. Me again. I'm back like a yeast infection. Okay. I actually had a question for the dark, dark lord of the podcast himself, Spiro. And he's our resident gamer and resident sequel hater. So feel free to save this for later in the show if you prefer. So I am a big Battlefront 2 gamer. And in the game, of course, you can play every era of Star Wars saga. OT, prequels, sequels. And while there are parts of the sequel trilogy that I myself am not crazy about, I find myself forgiving it and even enjoying it more when playing the sequel maps and characters. In a way, they become sort of normalized for me after a while. The same way the Clone Wars redeemed the prequels for some people. My question to Spiro is... Despite your slight dislike for the sequel trilogy, do you enjoy the sequel maps and characters in Battlefront 2? Have they brought you around to the new trilogy at all, or do you avoid them as much as the movies? P.S. Would you have more fun if Rose Tico was in the game? I know she's your homegirl. Thanks, big guy. Brandon. Well, Spiro... Uh, why don't you enlighten us and let us know? Uh, number one, has these maps and characters, do you enjoy them from the sequel trilogy in Battlefront 2? Do you play with them? Do you just slaughter them? And would you have more fun if Rose Tico was in the game? Let me hear what you have to say right now, big guy. Yeah, Brand. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the email, man. Uh, check it out, dude. You know, and this is gonna be a shocker, but I actually feel the same way you do. Um, I definitely do enjoy playing, you know, on the new maps, on the sequel maps, more than I do the, the other ones. Um, as far as the characters, I have fun with all of them, with all of them except the uh, astromech uh, with uh, BB-8 and all that. I, that's just uh, there's no fun in 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 playing that as as BB-8. Um, how would I feel about about Rose Tico being in it? Sure, you know I'm sure you would agree with me that the game definitely needs more of the fucking main characters more of the stars you know uh we, we 
we definitely need more characters and adding Rose Tico to it would definitely be better than, you know, not adding anybody to it. Um, but you don't get to play every era, okay? Because there's no old Republic era in this fucking game, okay? What if that's what they need to do? They need to add more characters, more maps, and definitely add some old Republic flavor to it, you know? But, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for the email, man, and hope to hear back from you. No shocker here, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't see that coming. No two in the pink and one in the stink. So, uh, so Doc. Okay. <laughs> shocker, get it? Oh, God. Okay, I got it. Sorry. A little slow today. It's all right. We'll work last night. Uh, okay. So, uh, who goes first? Who talks first? You talk first, first. I talk first? I talk first, I talk first. Uh, I'll put this forward. All right. <laughs> I don't have a coin. I don't have a coin either, so I'll go first. I- I'm going to pick Boba. Because, one, I know you're going to pick Boba. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two, uh, I'm going to pick Boba because Boba is one of my favorite characters. Um, the look, the mysteriousness, the fact he was a bounty hunter, a Mandalorian, the fact he's the... The foundation on what the Mandalorians were built on. And the fact that he came back. And came back with such an intense impact. Thanks to the innovativeness of Filoni, Favreau, and Rodriguez. They made the character that much better. And to all those people who said he was overrated... They all ate a big pa- a big slice of go fuck yourself pie, and they all came around and loved Boba Fett. Don't get me wrong, Ben Jaren's a great character. I think I love him as much as I love every other Star Wars character. Um, but the sequel isn't as good as the original. Just like Django Fett wasn't as good as Boba, in my opinion, either. Even though Django's armor looks better because it, it, he has the leg, the the shin and the leg pads on his on his armor and the double holster i thought it looked better but boba's the man and even Oof. now with the black boba's still the man you know and, and the yeah. newly matte painted armor so mm. it's boba every day and twice on sunday for me what about you all right so there's there's no secret that i'm a boba mark uh is one of my favorites from the the whole series hands down um din Amazing character, really. You know, it 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 did something that I think that we were all hoping it would do. With the Mandalorian, it, it brought all the Star Wars fans together so we could all rejoice about this property once more and not fight each other. It was like you know, it 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 solved the crisis, um, and he was the the catalyst for that. Um, great character, fleshed out well over those two seasons. Um, smart writing, smart acting, really layered. Where you see him be so dedicated to the cause and then him starting to kind of waver and find his, you know, his own way in the world, um, which is pro- more than likely going to continue in season three. When we look at that, uh, that book issue that he's going to have, um, Boba prior to him in the Mandalorian really wasn't a ton of stuff. I mean, if you get rid of all the non-canical stuff, there was really holiday special, uh, brief new hope empire, and then brief return of the Jedi, and then some book shit here and there that kind of was scattered across the breeze. So if we're talking, you know, OT and not his appearance in the Mandalorian, I think 
Din Djarin wins it. But man, oh man, the the surprises and amazing shit that happened that season two of Mando between the Ahsoka, between the Luke reveal, and between Boba just coming back and ripping shit up and looking like a badass and coming back with the fucking with, with with the with the old armor and then with the old new armor and then just whipping the shit out of it was, come on i mean you this is what we were waiting for we were salivating for this so as much as i loved injurn and that amazing looking beskar armor that he has um and even that little you know ragtag armor he had in the first 15 minutes of that first episode that they made a hot toys that i bought um boba is over Pack your things. We're leaving. Get your things, Boba. We're going. Nice. Uh, what about you, uh, Sith Lord? Uh, what's your pick all the way from Mexico? Is it Boba or is it Din Djarin? So it's hard to root against uh, Din, especially after how the last season of The Mandalorian ended. Um, you know, how we got everybody in the fields and how it seems like he decided that the code of not showing his face really didn't mean as much as everything else. But, um, you know, it's, you know, uh, Boba Fett's the one now, you know, Boba Fett is what everybody's uh, excited for right now. That's what everybody, you know, I mean, you know, everybody is, is, is excited for, uh, for both these shows, but the book of Boba Fett is, um, is what's hot right now is what's up and coming and everybody's excited for it. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, Boba's over like, Boba's over like Hogan in the eighties, man. Interesting. I'm actually, uh, surprised he picked what he picked. He picked Revan. (laughs) Who? Exactly. He's not canon. Anyway, um, so ladies and gentlemen, that's who's moreover. Send us an email pertaining this one or next week's who's moreover. New Force Order at yahoo.com. Now, Doc, we do a segment here on this New Force Order uh, where we analyze lists. Did you know this? Uh, yes. Not a shopping list, not a honeydew list, but Star Wars list. And we give you guys our point of view of what we read about on these said lists. And the segment is called. You just made the list. You just made the list. Well, Doc, uh, what do you want to do? You want to go first? Uh, let me see. I'm just going through the list that we got over here. Uh, we talked about the... Uh, we only have two. We only have two. All right. So you pick one, and I'll find the other one. Go. Ten things you didn't know about Wedge Antilles. Uh, Wedge Antilles. Okay. And you His might name is actually him. pronounced Wedgie Antilles. That's the first well, thing. <laughs> nice. He was born in Karelia, just yeah, like I, uh, Han Solo. I knew that. Okay. He was in the Imperial Navy before defecting to the Rebellion. I knew that. Yep. So it on Rebels. His first on-screen appearance was in Star Wars Episode 4, New Hope, yeah. obviously. Wedge and Luke were the only two of the Red Squadron that survived the Battle of Yavin. Ah, uh, poor Porkins. Poor Biggs Dark Letter. Yeah. Wedge is instrumental in destroying the second Death Star in yeah. Star Wars episodes, uh, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. This list should be called 10 Things You Don't Know About Wedge and Tilly's If You've Never Watched Star Wars. Exactly. Wedge and Luke formed the Rogue Squadron in the time between uh in the time between the Battle of Yavin and the Battle of Hoth. Yes, he did. Wedge was in Rogue One of Star Wars stories, but he did not fight in the Battle of Scarif. He was in there? I don't know. 
At the Rebel base on Yavin 4, we can hear his voice announcing to Rebel pilots to report in and redirect the Scarif. He did not join the battle as he was injured at the time. The character was deliberately excluded from the Battle of Scarif by writers to avoid uh, continuity error as the Battle of Yavin was supposed to be the first time he saw the Death Star. Uh, okay, good. Wedge retired from the military service and established a flight academy in Hosnian Prime. Okay. Oh, okay. After the battle, uh, after the Empire formally surrendered in 5 ABY, after the Battle of Yavin, between the events of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, this is how Wedge spent his time. Poe Dameron was one of his best students. Number nine, he came out of retirement to join the fight against the last remnant of the Sith Empire. In the novel Resistance Reborn, details of how, Reg be how Wedge becomes involved in the fight against evil again in the final battle between the Resistance and the Sith and during the Rise of Skywalker, he was manning one of the gun turrets on the Millennium Falcon, piloted by Lando Calrissian. And we saw that in the movie, and we all popped. Mm -hmm. The actor who played Wedge Antilles is related to another Star Wars actor. Did you know this? I did know this. So, so did I. So a lot of the stuff we knew. So the list was good, but the title of the list is a little misleading. Yes. Things you don't know if you're an idiot. Okay. Here's another one. Ten things about Anakin, Anakin Skywalker that don't make any sense. Number ten. Why did he actually build C-3PO? So we talked about this before in a certain point of view. Uh, why would a slave need to have a droid that talks six million languages? Um, they said, oh, maybe it was just to, so they could shoehorn him into there and take that throw a line. Thank the maker and make it actually make something. How did he not know about R2? All right, so I'm going to read this one. Sticking with the droid theme, uh, the most debated question by fan is around Vader and R2 seemingly not knowing who the other is. During the events of the prequel trilogy in the Clone Wars, we see Anakin and R2 are a match made in heaven. Anakin's been shown to be extremely defensive of the droid. So why does he not seem to recognize him during the original trilogy? Consider considering that R2 has been shown to have helped for many a plot, it would seem strange that Vader would not look to remove the droid from the hero's team altogether. Fans continue to speculate with some pretty amazing theories and reasons, which I don't know. Uh, the truth of it, though, it seems to lie in the fact that the, the OT came out first, so the details of the story couldn't be changed after R2 became such a prominent character. So, let me ask you a question. How is R2-D2 going to recognize Vader in the Vader suit if he never saw him in the Vader suit? Uh, yeah. There's that, so that, there's half of the equation. And how many motherfucking astromech droids are running around the fucking world? And how much interaction did Vader actually have with R2-D2? None. So, he saw him from across the fucking room once? No, he didn't even see him. So I don't know what those bullshit is when they're talking about this. I don't even think they crossed paths. Yeah, the silly. Only, the only person who crossed paths with R2-D2 was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, from a certain point of view in the book, they retconned it how he did say to R2, it was good to fly with you again, old friend, when no one was looking. Yes. And I guess that's how they fixed the plot hole. He said, beep, bop, beep, boop. This motherfucker killed your father. <laughs> well, that's another thing. How come he didn't tell Luke about Anakin turning to the dark side? You know? And him and Obi-Wan. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Yep. Number eight. His dialogue with Doku in episode three doesn't make any sense. So now they're talking about all this, uh, these battles that the two of them had had prior to episode three that was in the Clone Wars. Um, when he says, last time we met Count. Uh, what do you say? Uh, my power says double since the yes, last time we met. Yes, the pride and double the fall. That's not, but th that makes perfect that, sense. That was in two, right? That was in no, that was in three. Three, but people were because the, the prior time they saw it was in episode two. They yes. figured that was the last time they fought. Yes, 
and Dooku got the best of him, but they could afford a million times. They, that's like saying, oh, I feel a presence that I haven't felt since blank. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. It's not Mustafar. Yep. They left it open-ended like a $2 hooker. Number seven, never talking to Obi-Wan about Padme. Um, why would he, if he can get in trouble for it? I don't understand. Uh, um, six, how did he not know Padme was pregnant? Because he's a moron. Okay. Because ju- just like a, a true Puerto Rican father, he was like, yo, that's not my baby girl. Wait, he knew Padme was pregnant? Uh, apparently, in by the time, I'm going to read you this one. By the time uh, ROS begins, Padme is fairly far along in her pregnancy. However... Anakin doesn't find out until he returns from mid the mission to save the Chancellor, and she tells him. However, season seven of the Clone Wars takes place just before the uh, and during the events of the film, and we can clearly see that Padme is pregnant. Yet neither he nor any other character, it seems, have any idea. Um, Anakin should have noticed her bump. Uh, how did he and Padme not get caught? So there's a bunch of you know speculation talk about how they had been kissing, and Mace was like literally like two seconds away from them, and the rest of the senators and all like you know. Grabbing hands and blah, blah, blah. But apparently they kept their relationship secret. Why is he not referenced more? And this is specifically in the uh, sequel trilogy they're talking about. Um, was he or was he not the chosen one? Was it Ray? Was it Luke? Was it him? Was it who knows? Uh, why was he Padawan to Obi-Wan Kenobi? Um, well, the, why, oh, why wouldn't he be the Padawan to Obi-Wan Kenobi? Um, the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi didn't really like him in the beginning, but... He was asked to be his Padawan by his dying master. I think that would make the most sense. Um, but they're saying because he potentially was the chosen one, shouldn't he have been with Yoda or shouldn't he have been with Mace Windu, someone who was a little bit better at the Force than Obi-Wan Kenobi was? And what are the details of his birth? Well, hold on. About? Yes. Qui-Gon's dying wish was for Obi-Wan to train the boy. Yes. He didn't trust Mace or Yoda to fucking This is train true. Him. Because he didn't agree with them. That's why he wasn't sitting on the council. So there we go. Anyway, what was the last one? Last one. His The circumstances of his birth. Whose birth? Uh, Anakin's birth. The fact that his mother never had a husband. And, you know, it was implied or shown in canon in the comic book that he may have been, you know, force-fingered by Palpatine in there. I think they should go with that, to be honest I with think you. It's I, a great, I think it's a great a great origin story. I think if if he manipulated the Minichlorians... Um, in Smee's belly, not to make an apprentice, but to get a, a host for him to pass on his spirit when he when he dies or when he gets older. You know what I'm saying? To keep living. And speaking of older, <laughs> pop. But I guess that all comes from a from a certain point of view. Yes. Here now, on the New Force Order, we do a segment called "From a Certain Point of View." Now that's when we look at a scene, a line. A portion of Star Wars that to you made perfect sense at one point, but then later on really didn't make a lot of sense or something came up that you could say, hmm, maybe that's a little bit different if I look at it from a different point of view. So what's the topic tonight, Doc? Topic tonight is one that I had texted you on the group chat. Okay. No. Which I'm going to read right now because I partially forget. Here we go. So (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi. As wise as a sage of a Jedi that he is, smart guy, great student, great teacher, uh, high ground master. Why the fuck did he not know about Anakin and Padme? Or did he know and just didn't say anything? 
I'm going to go with this. I think he knew. Because in uh, episode, uh, season seven of the Clone Wars, when he's when when uh, Rex is outside the, the cargo bay area and Anakin's talking to Hologram Padme and he leaves with Rex and he tries to play it off like he was doing something to Rex's he's taking a uh, shit. B- blaster or something. He was fixing it. He goes, tell Padme I said hello. Yeah. So he knows the deal. I think he let it slide because one, he realized it might help Anakin as opposed to hurt him, meaning that it might help him release some stress. <laughs> uh, also, um, I think maybe because of his uh, own experience with Satine mm. and how he feels that how it he feels lo- all right. How, yeah, how it feels to to lose someone you love at the hands of the enemy. The fact that um, he had a little fling with this girl, he just figured they probably weren't attached. They were just, you know, clapping cheeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you imagine? Every once in a while, Anakin, a Jedi needs to get his dick wet. <laughs> he needs to get his lightsaber polished. <laughs> um, so I, I think he knew. I just think he looked the other way because, number one, Anakin saved his hide many a times. Anakin was his brother. You are my brother, Anakin. And um, he he knew from his own experience that, you know, you kind of need that love and affection, but you don't need the attachment. So maybe he thought Anakin wasn't going to be attached. But then when he realized that she got knocked up and he goes, is Anakin the father? And he goes, I'm so sorry. Because he realized he had to fucking kill him. So that's what I think. I think he knew and just like a, just like a homie. Just like a good, like your bro. He just looked the other way. You know what I mean? Yep. He was Bros like, before hoes. <laughs> when Anakin's girlfriend called him, he's like, no, no, we're in the club right now. We're getting death sticks, girl. Don't worry. I got <laughs> He's with me right now. Uh, so I'm guessing you're agreeing with me on this or what? Uh, there's no, Listen, there's no way that Obi-Wan Kenobi didn't know. I mean, I tried to have a secret relationship with uh, my current wife right now. And eventually everybody fucking finds out. So it's not like it's, a, you know... Um, Especially when you're really bad at, at at the secret, so shit's gonna come out. And the guy who is literally sensitive in the force, um, you know, probably sensed the DNA on Anakin's uh, penis as he walked out of the, uh, you know, the uh, the tent when they were all hanging out in Geonosis. There's no way in God's green earth he did. But which really speaks, like you were saying before, to Obi Wan Kenobi's ability as a friend and as a master and as Anakin's mentor to be like, all right, well. Look, am I, am I gonna am I gonna get him in trouble? Am I gonna tell the you know the council that he's doing this? Am I gonna tell the Senate that this is happening? Because I think Obi Wan deep down Obi Wan knew that Anakin was troubled, and he at any moment in time something bad could happen and he could push him over the edge. I think I think he sensed that. I think he knew that because not only was Anakin this crazy you know running around free spirit, being reckless and doing shit, but there, there had to be some dark things that had happened between the two of them here and there that were little hints to this and that. And Obi-Wan Kenobi knew his life sucked because Anakin's life sucked because he grew up a slave and he was, like I said, put back into slavery for the most part with the fucking uh, with the Jedi Order. So I think he was taking some liberties with how he was interpreting the Jedi code and the Jedi law with Anakin to make him not suffer more than he had already in his life so like i said i think he knew like you said um and just kind of like you know gave it on the slide and uh and let him do what he had to do which i think is fantastic because 
Um, who doesn't want a homie that lets you like smash, you know, especially if it's against the law? Well, especially if it's Padme. Uh, oh, come on. But listen, uh, even in episode two, when she fell out of the chopper and uh, Get to the chopper, <laughs> he's like, leave her, leave her, Anakin. We have to stick to the mission. He wasn't talking to him, talking to him like, dude, what are you fucking retarded? You know, he was talking to him like, yo, check your feelings. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I know you care about her. I know you like her, but we have to take care of this. Otherwise, you know, it'll all be for nothing. You know, you have to smarten them up and try to get them. Think with your big head, not with your little head, Anakin. <laughs> you know? I think that so, may be the greatest piece of pussy ever, but leave it. Let it go. <laughs> hey, Spiro, what do you think? You think uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi over there knew about Anakin and uh, Padme doing the, the nasty or not? Kenobi definitely knew something. He definitely knew something was going on. I mean, they already had hinted at him suspecting something. So, you know, him knowing how Anakin was and how defiant he was and what a free spirit he was and all that. I mean, he he had to have known. I mean, um, you know, uh, nobody was as close that um, nobody was closer to Anakin than him. So if anybody knew something, it would have been him, and he, he would have if if he didn't pick up on something, then he'd be the dumbest Jedi ever, man. I mean, that's just a fact. Um, yeah, man, he knew, he knew for sure, he knew. You know, I think it's a open and shut case. Very well, more wisdom from the Dark Lord. Always, always. Anything else you want to add, Doc? I think that's it, man. We're going to make a short one this week. And from now on, they're going to be pretty short. So you fuckers don't deserve all of us. Yes, exactly. So uh, let them know where they can find you, right, Doc? Find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-O on Instagram. Alex Royo MD on Facebook. Sorry, Twitter. Alex Royo on Facebook. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Padme, this week was Natalie Portman's birthday. She's 44 years young. Hot as balls still, if you saw her on the set of uh, Love and Thunder. Natty, if you want to come find your daddy, baby, I will be your father. Nice. Hey, uh, Mr. Great, I know it's been great. Where can I find you at? Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me every Friday on the, on the Rational Rage podcast on the Rational Rage Network. People come on, they hang out. We have a few drinks and we talk about anything. You know, uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon. That's it, guys. Thanks, Spiro. Darth Great. That's your new name, Darth Great. It's been great. Um, <laughs> Darth Great? <laughs> not Darth Great. Darth Great. Great's not canon like Revan. They don't exist. Uh, you can find me at Greek Papadon on Instagram and on Twitter. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Pro Wrestling Tea slash Greek Papadon is my, uh, my Pro Wrestling Tea store where you guys can go get pro wrestling tees uh with my likeness and my logos on it uh please support uh you go to my youtube page like subscribe hit the notification bell all that leave comments you can watch my matches and my promos it's uh greek god papadon but you can find all of us together collectively at nfo underscore podcast on twitter new force order on instagram official new force order on facebook and new force order at yahoo.com is the email address ladies and gentlemen thank you for giving us your time your ears Hopefully we enlightened you, smartened you up with something you didn't know about, uh, entertained you most importantly, because our job here on the NFO is to get Star Wars more over with you, the fans, and not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another edition 
of the new force order. And that's just too sweet. Come on, guys. Revan's cannons. Come great. on, guys. It's been great. I can help. I can't help. I wear your fucking diapers, man. Henceforth. Execute order NFO.